My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Hey folks, I am super, super stoked to introduce everyone to my new side series, Wild Tribulations. And yeah, I've had this idea for quite a while, basically since I started the the podcast, I wanted to to do this. And I've delayed it a little bit um, due to the pandemic and due to the delay in the in the interior season. So I'm getting this out to you guys, hopefully before everybody heads into isolation or off the grid so that uh, you all can get a little taste of this and then hopefully catch up with it throughout the season. So this series, Wild Tribulations, is all about the path of a rookie. So it was something that I thought about um, yeah, that would just be a really cool thing to do on the podcast and it could help a lot of people, whether it was people looking to get into tree planting, other rookies or even newer planters, or even just anyone who's kind of interested in the journey of someone starting tree planting and, and what it looks like. And of course, for everyone, it's slightly different, but but yeah, so I just, I just thought it would be really cool and... Um, Yeah, so this is The Path of a Rookie in 2020, and uh, yeah, I've I've welcomed uh, Fair Layton, who's embarking on her first fall season of tree planting, and she's actually going to be one of the rookies on my crew. So technically speaking, Fair did actually try it out last season. However, she had to bow out after about 10 days due to a knee injury. So I still consider her a rookie. Um, since she hasn't really had a chance to experience a full season of tree planting and really get into any kind of groove with it and and to really yeah to really like have a a full season under under her belt Um, I also wanted to say that I mean I didn't even know this initially but then once fair reached out to me and we got talking she actually has a similar background as I do um, within tree planting in the silviculture industry so both of her parents were also planters like mine and her forester her father is a forester now and uh, my father is also a forester so you know unlike many rookies who perhaps come into tree planting not knowing very much about it uh, fair has known about it her whole life uh, just as I did so yeah this is just the first episode that we do so I actually recorded this with Fair back in March and yeah it's just to talk about a little bit more about who she is and uh and yeah just the preparation that she's been she's embarked upon this year basically for her first full season so I'm going to be releasing episodes throughout the summer as we follow her journey 
So my plan at this point is to obviously have this sort of intro episode and then I'm I'm going to do a recording with her probably after the first shift, um, so after the first couple days, and then another one after the first few shifts, and then after that, I haven't totally decided, maybe at like the end of the first contract or the end of the spring trees or something like that. Um, so I'm going to have a whole bunch of uh, episodes uh, coming out, um, you know, fairly recently after they've been recorded so that, uh, hopefully for you guys that have access to internet or cell service or whatever, you can, you can tune in throughout the season live, but, uh, I'm sure it'll be really useful even after the season and, and into the future. But this is definitely a series I want to keep doing every year. So, so yeah, so this is the first one and I hope you guys enjoy it. Hey, Fair. Welcome to the show. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, you know, the start of a, a sweet little journey we're going to take together and potentially many other mm-hmm. people who are going to be listening along this season. Um, yeah, so why don't you start with telling the listeners a bit about who you are? Okay, um, well, I'm 19 years old. I born and raised in Quinnell, B.C., um, I've moved around from Quinnell to Prince George a couple times with, um, my mom's work and stuff. So, but always North, love it up here. And basically I, I like winter a lot. <laughs> I'm, I do a lot of ski touring. Um, I just got into it this season with my boyfriend and do a lot of hiking, a lot of swimming, just any time I can get outdoors it's for the better um I yeah I speak French I have been kind of dedicating this last year to traveling around BC and um just exploring all the trying to cross highways off of my list um with my boyfriend and yeah I've just been getting as many days on the road as I can as much as I can. Awesome. So, you know, you've mentioned to me, um, and this is something I think that is, is kind of cool that, that we've connected and and we're doing this together, um, is that we have a a little bit of a similar background, um, in terms of Mm -hmm. our upbringing, upbringing and our exposure to tree planting. So tell us all a little bit more about that. Okay. Yeah. I was raised by foresters. My father and my mom worked for in for a tree planting company in Cornell in the 80s, 90s, early 2000s. My mom even planted for a while when I was a kid. Um, my father's a forester, so he's kind of jumped between doing um, maps and surveying and formatting. And my mom stuck pretty solid with either tree planting or surveying. So I never really got out into the block, but I always was um, in the office, like watching my father make maps, playing around with the programs or with my mom learning about surveying and stuff. And we'd go on nature walks all the time. And um, yeah, it's been, so I've always kind of had the, the bug <laughs> to get planting um, and yeah, so I'm just really excited about this season 
finally follow in their footsteps. Kind of always knew it was coming. <laughs> now I'm curious, obviously you're, you're a fair bit younger than me here, but I, I do remember as a kid, especially in, in the nineties, um, so maybe a kind of change going into the 2000s. But I do remember a very distinctive smell to like a forestry office. Um, yeah. would, you, would you say that, yeah, that exists? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I 100% would. Um, it, I don't even know how to explain the smell, but when yeah. I smell it, it's like I'm, I'm just instantly transported back. Sometimes it's just the like laminating for when I was in that mapping office. Um, yeah, just any bit of like lamination, warm, I don't really know, but <laughs> it's, yeah, it's pretty nostalgic for me too. I know, I definitely know the smell you're talking about. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It totally brings me back to my childhood. <laughs> so that's really funny that, um, that you feel that way too. And, and probably anyone else listening who's, who were in forestry offices as, as kids. I remember a lot the photocopier because I used to like photocopy my hands mm-hmm. Or my face. Oh yeah, probably not a good idea, but whatever. Um, just to keep myself yeah, occupied. So, um, yeah. but yeah, I can remember the maps and all that stuff too. And uh, yeah, so that's yeah, that's super I mean, cool. I about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, even for me as well, because my dad owned the logging company for a while. The smell of the equipment room, like because they, they oh, had yeah. like a big shop where they would fix all the feller bunchers and everything. So I just I remember it was like dark and dingy, and I just remember the smell of like diesel and you know all the machinery and stuff too. So that's all also machines, yeah, also a bit nostalgic as well. But um, okay, so yeah, you've kind of been exposed to to the industry, especially to silviculture, um, growing up just like I was. So I'm curious, um, you know, based on what your parents, you know, have said and what you've just kind of observed growing up, like how do you see tree planting right now as someone who like. I mean, we'll talk about this in a bit. You've planted a tiny, tiny bit, but yeah, just like, how do you see it right now going into it? Um, I see it as, so my view from last year versus this year has definitely shifted a lot. Um, But I see it as like a really important industry. And I think it's such a cool place to be and such a great, um, I guess, like opportunity that we get to reforest and replenish a little bit and um last year I definitely saw it as like before I started planting I was always like oh dirty tree planters like I kind of I think I had a bit more of a negative view on it but um after being like knowing all the tree planters and being out of the block a little bit completely shifted my view I just can't wait to get back out there yeah Interesting. Yeah, definitely. I see it as a lot more of what it is, like how important it actually is than I um, would have thought last year. So I'm curious as well, then, if if you had, you know, when you were initially going into planting, um, you know, you kind of had this negative view, like what made you still want to do it? And then tell us about last season. um, Yeah, where you just planted for 10 days. Yeah. Um, so I really wanted to do it honestly a little bit because, um, there was a bit of, well, when I was after I graduated and stuff, I was a little more preppy, I want to say. And so there was a lot of the comments of like, 
oh, Fair's not going to go tree planting because this is because she's like on the other side of the spectrum from living in a camp and, you know, dirt under the fingernails kind of girl. But so that kind of motivated me to be like, no, maybe I should actually give this a try. And I can't really like say I don't like it before I've actually, you know, tried a season. Um, and I think I saw it as a little negatively last year because growing up in Prince George, um, the tree planters in Prince George, I never met any of them. And I'm sure they're amazing people given just who I've met in the last season. But um, I don't know, the people of Prince George definitely have a negative view of the tree planters of Prince George. And so I think that just kind of fueled it. But as soon as I got on the block, um, yeah, it, everything shifted really, really quickly. So basically last year I planted, I went out, um, got on a crew. It was kind of last minute of a decision. Um, but I managed to get a spot on a crew and my foreman was really helpful with, um, keeping me more, keeping me like giving me tips and everything else. And, um, but unfortunately I was, I'm sure it was malpractice. Like I was getting, I'm pretty sure I was just bagging up too much. Um, so it's putting too much weight on my hips and I got tendonitis in my knee. So I actually only got to plant like 10 days, somewhere in that range. It could be a little more, could be a little less, but I know I only got one solid shift under my belt. And then after the day off, I started to feel the pains. And so I was slowing down, not planting as many. It kept like my daily um, amount of trees that I was planting just kept going down by a couple of hundred every single day. And so it was getting really... um, I should have just stopped early and let my knee heal itself, but I um, didn't take it seriously as I should have. And so I kept planting and it caused more problems and yeah, it just didn't go in my favor, but yeah. So I, I really only got one good shift that I was like really proud of. And then the other days planting were just planting with a hurt knee. <laughs> So how did you, you know, first of all, had you just finished high school and then you went or were you like a year out of high school? So did you start? Yeah, because I'm curious if you started with spring or, or summer trees as well for that. Yeah, I started a year out of high school. So I graduated in 2018 um, and then I spent a year just on a gap, went to lower mainland, went up north to Powder King and then um, I started in spring um of last year I think around the same time as we're suspected to start this year sometime like April 18th or something that I started and so it was spring trees and it was pretty nice terrain um on Bald Mountain out in the Chilcotin um it was pretty nice terrain like it was easy enough to get trees in the ground it wasn't there were some pieces that were really, really rock hard. Um, but for the most part, it was like generally soft dirt. Um, so it was good conditions. I was just, um, I, well, I didn't know, first of all, I didn't know about the hour bag up ideology. So I was just, you know, stuffing as many trees as I could fit <laughs> going out in the block and trying to plant them all. Um, so probably not the greatest for weight distribution on my knees, but 
Yeah, that's, that's interesting because um, we're just we're recording this on uh, St. Patty's Day, and I'm in a couple of days going to release an episode, um, you know, with me myself and I basically, and I talk about in my advice for rookies about the hour bag up rule. So that's mm-hmm. interesting that you bring that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I learned that a little too late. I remember it was I was working, so I started working as a camp assistant, um, and. I just remember talking to my boyfriend who was halfway through his season and he started talking about these hour bag ups. And I was like, what do you mean hour bag ups? Like, this is brand new. I don't understand. And then started come, everything started coming together that, Oh, that's probably why, probably why my knee went out so fast is because I was not bagging up correctly. Okay. So yeah, I'm curious about, you know, how did you feel about your decision to, to leave last year and then even to come back this year? And, you know, are there any things you feel really unsure about in terms of going planting um, this year, you know, for the, for the full season, you know, of course, probably things other or any other things other than your, your knees, which obviously I'm sure you're, you're concerned about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Last year, my decision to leave, it was based on my knee, but I definitely didn't go about it the right way. Um, Didn't give very much notice. I felt kind of bad that I I realized this later way too late but I kind of did just ditch my crew without um very much yeah notice at all so but working in the planting camp as a camp assistant it really like watching all the planters come day in day out and watching my boyfriend who's also a rookie keep PBing and keep like kept going throughout the season and really motivated me over the last year to um keep myself in shape and get myself ready for this next planting season. So I really want to, my main motivator has just been to get a season under my belt, the full spring to summer, start to finish season that I can truly decide if, is this something that I want to keep doing? Is this right for me? Um, So basically over the winter, um, I've just been doing some ski touring, hiking, some light workouts just to keep my knees, um, my knees going and strong and to keep my other muscles flexible and strong, um, to get ready for this upcoming season. Yeah. My main, what I'm definitely unsure about the whole, the big thing that I noticed last year was the whole mental game of it being out in the piece all alone, like listening to music, listening to podcasts, but there's always, well, there's always the thoughts just running through your head. So um, that's definitely the um, main concern is just staying on top of my own, um, yeah, my own thoughts and emotions and everything else to keep myself going, you know. I know I'm physically capable, um, but it is a brand new environment mentally to be in for sure. So I'm curious what kind of resources you've been using to get ready. Um, I mean, of course you have, you know, your parents to consult, but have you been using any other resources to get prepared for the season? Yeah, I've, well, King Kong is a huge one. Um, It's been nice to have people, you know, the rookies posting, asking for advice. Even I've posted asking for advice, Um, but even just the general, um, conversation on there there's always like 
I've just been looking through the comments, reading all the conversations and finding out like what works and what helps, what kind of tips and tricks they have to offer on there. And it's been pretty helpful. I feel like I'm a lot more prepared this season than I was last season. Um, other than that, I've, you know, I follow a couple of um, company Instagram pages and stuff. I've been watching a couple of those cool films that a couple of the planters have come out with. Um, but I, and then now that I know about this podcast, I binged it over the weekend. Nice. <laughs> um, awesome. but yeah, definitely. There's definitely not a whole lot that I've, um, been able to find outside of King Kong. Like I would say King Kong is a pretty major resource. Um, being a rookie, there's just so many things to find in there. And yeah. So is there, you know, cause you mentioned King Kong and a lot of the posts, uh, and, you know, comment sections and whatnot. Are there, are there things that you've gotten out of there that, you know, maybe you want to talk about for other rookies listening that you've, you've potentially found really helpful in getting prepared or, or yeah, ones that you've, you know, taken the advice and you're doing those things. And if so, uh, what they are. Yeah, well, there was actually a little thread about with someone who had the same um, knee problem as me. I can't remember the proper word for it right now. Um, something to do with the knee. Anyway, it was nice, though, because the other people who have experienced this tendonitis, this type of tendonitis, um, were coming on and giving a bunch of different, you know, exercises that help all the stretches, different types of um, outdoor activities that help, what they've been doing, how they tape it and stuff. So that was nice. And then also um, the gear thread. There have been uh, a couple of posts now that people have just been posting their like um, tried and tested gear, the underlayers, top layers, compression sleeves, boots, bags, all of it. Um, and I've been doing some, using those to do some, um, comparisons for what kind of gear I should look into getting for this season for sure. But, um, yeah, other than that, there's, I mean, there's always something to find. There's always something that'll, you'll see the post and it's like, Oh, that's something that I'm currently looking for, you know? Um, yeah, you don't have to look hard on that page. Are there any resources that you wish you had access to right now that, that you don't and you're, you know, maybe a little apprehensive about for the season? Yeah, um, I would say, well, so there's that Fit to Plant program and I tried getting in contact with them to, um, it's basically, it's a college program that's been designed, I think, by a past planter. Um, she's basically created this, uh, program that, um, you know, fine tunes all the exercises that you would, that would help you strengthen for planting. And I tried getting in contact with them, but like a couple of months ago, and I've tried a couple of times now, but I haven't heard anything back about how to even sign up for it. Um, so that's definitely, that was definitely a bit of a bummer because it's I would love to have you know a workout routine that was 
directly um, made for planting, it would be very, very, very helpful. And I'm sure I'm missing something about getting in touch with it. And I'm going to try again because now that we're a month out, um, I think it's about a four week program, but yeah, that's probably the, one of the biggest resources for me. Other than that, I would say like, I'm, I guess I could probably look for it, but I haven't yet. Um, I don't know, some kind of, like I was talking about earlier, the whole mental game of it, it's really hard for me specifically to stay on top of my thoughts. It's easy to let them get away from me. And, um, I don't know, I'm sure there's a blog or something out there about it, but some sort of resource with, um, I don't know, block meditative practices or specific podcasts that are like motivational or, you know, something along those lines to, to keep, keep me on a direct, direct path. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. I got a little bit into the subject of this um, with another planter I was interviewing just last week. Um, and that I'm not sure when I'm going to release that episode yet. But yeah, I mean, you gave me an idea for another um, another episode that I can do, maybe hopefully talking about uh, at least some of my experience with that and giving people some tricks. So uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll try and do that. And, and I'll, I'll also see if I can, I know the fit to plant well, I don't know her personally, but I, I know her name and yeah, we'll see if we can, uh, can rectify that situation for you. Um, and yeah, we'll post, of course, um, a lot of these uh, resources that Fair's talking about. I'll be putting in the show notes for you guys, um, as well as, you know, some additional ones too. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah, of course. Uh, so what do you feel really good about in terms of going planting right now? Um, I feel good about my physical, um, well, like, I don't know the word. I'm in good shape, basically. I feel really good that I'm, I've kept on top of my physical health and my, um, yeah, my health in general, that I'll be able to not hit the ground running, but that's the whole, that's the best part about this rookie crew is that um, it's designed specifically so that rookies can take their time and um you know ease into it a little bit more and not have to the foreman doesn't have to worry about his rookies taking a little longer to understand it because he's that's his job is to like help the rookies in this specific crew right um so I'm definitely feeling good about that um definitely grateful that I'm on a rookie crew that I can have some rookies to bounce off of with okay I'm not making like my thing last year was that it was a little tough um there was a couple of rookies but you know some of them we move at different paces right but when you don't have them to like talk to you all the time it, it's a little um disheartening you feel like I felt like I wasn't making the right progress um, but I feel like with this season, with all the rookies on the one crew, we'll be making, you know, different progresses, but we'll be still be going through the same thing and we'll be as a crew mentality. So it'll be a little, a little nicer, but yeah, I definitely am. I'm very happy with the shape that I'm in and, um, the crew that I'm going on to for sure. Yeah. I feel like that fresh new energy will be good for me as well as the only <laughs> uh, long-term vet on the crew. Um, yeah, hopefully you guys are are stoked on it and, you know, 
Uh, although I don't think I'll be bringing any of my crustiness to the block this year. Um, I've really come in with like a different mindset and just I'm in a way better place like in my life and with stuff I've been going through. So I think, and I'm really, yeah, stoked to be planting myself. But I do think like, you know, and maybe some vets listening can can relate to this. Like, you know, yes, sometimes it can be a little annoying, um, you know, that they're like so excited about these somewhat, you know, potentially menial things, or they may seem menial to you now, but it is also nice to have that fresh breath, um, breath of fresh air, sorry. Um, you know, with people who are just like discovering it for the first time and, and, uh, yeah, you know, like stoked on it and, and just like truly, you know, loving it and, and, you know, their love for it is growing as they sort of discover it. Right. So that, that, that can be a really nice, perspective to have around you uh, as a vet to sort of even remind you you know like why you're there and and you know why you why you came to this job in the first place and and all that kind of stuff so yeah it'll be interesting to see how you feel throughout the season with that with that dynamic yeah I'm really I'm really excited um to be planting with a bunch of rookies I feel like it'll be fun to have everyone else be on the same page, at least for the start, like we all PV at different or, you know, progress at different times, but, um, I think it'll be good to have us all not really sure about what we're doing, but still excited to be here, but we're all, you know, making our way through it instead of one rookie on a crew with maybe a couple of vets. And then it's kind of, um, yeah, honestly a little intimidating with all these people that are like incredibly good planters and, I can't even fathom, well, at this point, I can't, honestly can't even fathom, you know, what one season of tree planting genuinely looks like because I haven't done it. But here's these people who have been in it for three, five, ten years. And it's, um, yeah, it's just hard to wrap your brain around it that these people have been doing it for so long. Um, and then you see them planting these crazy numbers and you're like measly listening. 500 a day or 800 a day maybe you clear a thousand but um I feel like it'll be good with the rookies seeing everyone's numbers kind of grow at the same time will be helpful so do you feel like you have uh you know all the right equipment right now and you know how do you feel about the all the gear and I mean of course you've maybe seen some of it already like through your parents but to the average person like planting bags and the shovel and everything like it's kind of like abstract really weird stuff to be like wearing and and using for work so like how do you feel about all the gear aspect of things and also the like fully living outdoors like the bush camp style yeah with the gear um I've got my gear I have to pick up you know the clothing that's going to get destroyed but that's all right. I've got my base layers and, um, you know, my tent and well, actually I'll use a tent for gear and me and my boyfriend have a, uh, sleeping setup in our van. So that's helpful. But, um, yeah, the last year, I remember the planting bags were this weird contraption that just sits on you. And there was a bunch of hours that I was just fiddling with them. And I got some really bad, um, it looked like rug burn because it was from the shoulder straps rubbing at my armpits. And it was these like huge spots that were just um, rubbed raw basically from my shoulder straps. So then I learned that 
oh no, you can plant without the straps. And it was definitely, yeah, abstract is a good word for the gear. <laughs> um, I've got my hiking boots too. Those work well for me. And um, so I'm feeling good that I've got the proper gear. Um, I understand it a lot better this year. I've got my hiking bag set up properly. Um, but being outside, I grew up camping. Like I said, like I, my whole life has been any kind of little vacation. We're going on some random campground in some small town in BC or Alberta, and we're setting up a tent and staying around for like five or six days. So I love camping. I love, even if I didn't have the van, I would be like last year, I was so stoked to just hang out in a tent we got to set up the tarp and have a cool like little rain shelter. And um, I really enjoyed camp life. It was a really fun atmosphere to be in. Some days it was a little um, storm cloudy. You know, I don't want to use the word depressing, but it is. Some days you can feel a little sad about the fact that you're in some random camp, but it's just like a mental game that I have to really stay on top of. But um, all in all, I love, I love that I get to just camp and go to work and then come home and camp. <laughs> it's really exciting for me. Yeah. I'm curious how you felt as well about, um, taking the shoulder straps off. Cause I actually, I think I removed my shoulder straps. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it was my third or my fourth season, even even when I started as a rookie, I very quickly stopped wearing them after probably by like the second half of my bag up when the bags got light enough. Um, I would just take them off. Sometimes I still wouldn't even wear them at all because it was like the extra weight on my shoulders. And especially my second season in Ontario where I was planting like double the amount of trees and my shoulder, my right shoulder, my shovel hand was getting so overworked that, you know, my muscle was just like on fire. And so that extra weight on my shoulders, mm -hmm. especially as a woman where we've got these like, you know, childbearing hips, whatever, but they, you know, our hips can carry more weight than our shoulders, generally speaking. And yeah, like I've, I don't even own shoulder straps anymore. I've given them away. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like what, what your thoughts are on that? You know, if you're going to continue, if you're going to go that route this season, or if you're still going to use shoulder straps a bit, um, like, what do you think about that? Yeah. I think I'll try the shoulder straps, but honestly, last season, I got those burns by, like, day three, and I was, like, losing time on the block, just constantly adjusting the um, the tightness of them, and it didn't matter if they were, like, any, literally, I'm pretty sure I tightened them to every single centimeter on that shoulder strap, because, but I, they were still just every time they touched my skin they would just rub me dry so maybe you know maybe I'll try them and put some sort of like wrap on them because the material is kind of coarse I think that's what was burning me but um so maybe I'll try them with some sort of wrap get another um maybe even you just ask some other woman planter about how to like properly um you know tighten them and adjust them based on body type but I when I was planting with just the hips like I really enjoyed it on the days that I wasn't um there was a couple of hours that I would in the day that I wouldn't like bag up like crazy I would just have it at a light comfortable um 
weight. And I found that to be way more uh, helpful than anything else. I was actually making progress, moving down my line, moving stuff. You know? um, yeah, I found that to be way more helpful. I wasn't concerned with the shoulder strap constantly, like hurting me and um, readjusting them, everything else. So, I mean, I'll try them. Maybe I've just got the wrong setting, but I really found that the just hips only was the way to go. I've got, I've always had um, way more strength in my legs than in my uh, core and my back, my arms. So, um, like the hips, when I didn't have them like overloaded, um, they felt really comfortable to plant in. It was a good weight to um, to work with, but yeah, like I would, ne- I don't bear weight very well on my back anyway. So I don't know. I'll give them a shot. I won't completely write them off, but I'm pretty sure I'll end up just planting with my bags on my hip. Yeah. So I will um, say just on that note first, um, yeah, with the bags on the hips, you know, you mentioned the strong legs. I will also stress that having done it for so many years that way too, it is also a lot of core strength um, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, there's a lot more on your lower back, especially at that point. Cause it's that whole area. It's sort of your lower back, your hips, and then your legs that are really like bearing the brunt of all the weight. And it's really your upper back and shoulders then that are a bit more free. Um, and yeah, they have less of that weight, which just, you know, like physiologically as, um, someone who was born, you know, with a, a, a female based body, generally speaking, of course, um, you know, we, we generally can't carry as much of that heavy, heavy weight on our shoulders, upper back area. That's not to say that there aren't people mm-hmm. out there that can do that better, but, um, yeah, cool. especially for me personally anyways. So yeah, if I would suggest anything is have a strong core, um, to anyone out there as well, like just, you know, do ab stuff too, because that's really going to help you with, the actual, like just physically the carrying of the bags and protecting your back. Like I know I've even had issues outside of planting. I've thrown out my back once. Um, and it mm. was, and I even have strong abs, but my core obviously wasn't quite strong enough. And I mean, I was carrying like, it was a lot of weight and it was like this whole through the snow and all this stuff. Like I was carrying more weight than the men I was working with. So that was probably most of the issue, (laughs) but it really came down to my core and I've been really cognizant of it ever since. So for any, um, female planters out there who are, who either do it this way or considering doing it this way or rookies who are coming in and, you know, considering these things like, yeah, pay attention to your core. Definitely. Um, oh, definitely, and, yeah. yeah. And the other thing I would ask too about the shoulder strap issue is was was the rubbing always because like was it um the shoulder strap to skin contact or were there like clothes in between but it was still rubbing like just out of, out yeah. of curiosity? Yeah, like I started the season, it was kind of chilly for the most part, windy and sometimes no, but I started the season layered up. Um you know, I'd have the sport top underneath and then I'd have a long sleeve and then the top layer that I would take on and off as I warmed up and cooled down. Um, so it was like on the days that I did in the, yeah, near the end of it, when I um, was wearing like just a tank top or something on the warm days, it was skin 
to a bag and that's what hurt the most. But the rubbing started like these, these burns started when I was layered up. So I think it was maybe just, I have really sensitive skin there or I had them too tight or something along those lines. Um, but it was rubbing through my clothing. Um, and that's what was the most like annoying is that it shouldn't be rubbing. It shouldn't be killing my skin this badly. Um, so yeah, maybe, I don't even know. Maybe I had them too tight, but yeah, I was layered up pretty well. So I'm not really sure what kind of been the cause. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, you know, we'll, we'll come back to that later in the season. So folks stay tuned. Um, cause yeah, I don't think I've really heard of that before unless, you know, people didn't have shirts on and stuff. So it's definitely curious to me, but I'm sure we'll, we'll get that sorted out. Um, mm-hmm. so do you have any goals for yourself this season? Yes. Um, well, my main goal is just to make it through a season. Um, just to get that first season under my belt. Cause I said I'd do it and I really just want to complete it. Um, but specifically I would, well, like the main goals, well, main in my head, I guess, like last year I wanted to clear a thousand. I didn't get to. So when I, I got to 800 trees a day, once, one day I got 800 trees <laughs> and I really like to clear a thousand, but I'm not going to rush myself to do that. Um, which is when this rookie crew really comes in handy is that we can just take our time to build our strength, build our technique and everything. And, um, so I'm just not going to rush myself too bad. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm pretty excited about the whole personal best PB aspect of it all. There was a couple of days last year, um, when my boyfriend would come back and he'd be so stoked that he PB'd and, um, you know, it was just a really exciting, you know, concept to me because I didn't really get to personal best at all. I just, the numbers kept going down. Um, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. Definitely a goal of mine to, um, well, and the whole money making aspect. I'm my savings goal, a couple thousand to, for my winter, hoping to travel, that's kind of secondary for me um, because I do know, like, I just, I do know that I have some drawbacks with my knee. And so I'm just going to take it slow. I'll save what I save. Hopefully I'll clear my goal. I'm going to work really hard to get it, but it's definitely um, not top priorities. Yeah. Making money isn't top priority for me in this case. My, Top priority would be just to get myself through the season. Yeah, just learn the, um, learn tree planting, I guess. Just be out on the block, see the different kinds of terrain, different types of planting. I know there's a bunch of different, um, you know, spacing that comes with every block. And Yeah, and it's, uh, it's interesting because, you know, we've, you know, gotten an email, obviously, where, yeah, about a month out. And um, so it'll be interesting to cover this as well, I think, in the season, because we're also going to be furting 
Um, so that'll be, you know, there's not a lot of people who have been furting. Uh, personally, I love it. (laughs) Um, so it'll be cool to cover that. Um, when we get to that contract where we're going to be furting and how you feel about all of that, because there's a lot of tree planters out there, even veteran planters that have never furted before. So, so that'll be another thing that we'll be able to talk about, um, and see how you feel about. So, and hopefully, hopefully you guys will like it because, I got trained how to furt by someone who like to me is just a total badass, like incredible planter. And she taught me a really, really efficient technique. So hopefully if you guys can adopt that technique, then you'll all love furting too. Cause it's just like free money <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> do they, is it, do, um, is it piecework the way trees are like is fertilizer pods, um, do you get paid per fertilizer pod or is it just um, contained within the, you know, 18 or whatever cent tree? Um, yeah. So, you know, I talk about this a little bit for everyone else listening in the um, what is tree planting episode, just when I cover um, or wait, no, maybe it's in the terminology episode where I talk about just what furting means. I think it's in that episode, but yeah, so you have little furt bags basically. And so it's going to go in a separate spot than from where the trees go in your bags. And you're usually getting an extra cent on top of the tree price to put the furt oh, okay. in. And then there's different specs. Um, it's usually often that the furt is in a separate hole upslope of the tree, about a finger's length away at least, or half a finger's length. Some some specs, some contracts, you can put it in the same hole now. It totally depends on the forester and the trees and like all these other situations. But um, yeah, so that's just like the short rundown for FERT um, for anyone else okay. listening. But yeah, it's essentially an extra cent on your tree price um, to do so because you are carrying around that extra weight and um, you got to take that extra, you know, like half second. It doesn't really take that long when you, when you get um, really efficient at it and you learn a good right. technique to do it. So it's really all about nailing the technique so you can do it quickly so it doesn't really take any time away from the actual planting of the trees. And then that's where you can really earn the, a lot more money. So. Yeah, it's, 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 it was definitely an interesting email. I'm pretty excited about seeing that side of it, of tree planting. So I'm curious, um, you know, if you see yourself continuing for many seasons right now or how you feel about that. Um, I, I do see myself continuing. I really hope that I can make this season just, you know, be just a positive experience. So I really hope um, that I do continue planting because it does fit with um, uh, kind of my future goals. Just I'm not exactly someone who wants to go to university. So I like to get my education through um, certs. Like I'm kind of on the medical end of it, like doing um, little training, you know, two weeks here, six weeks or whatever the case may be, but not lengthy amounts of time. So I do like the aspect of tree planting being, you know, April to whatever it is, end of July, and then some fall, some early spring, because it just allows me to have some months to work and then some months to play. And I just really like the whole cycle of it all. So I would like to see myself continue planting. I think it would be beneficial for me if I can get a positive experience and get 
the right techniques under my belt that um, I could, you know, support myself with tree planting. I would really enjoy that. Um, I don't really see myself not planting. Um, but of course, that depends on how the season goes. Um, but I'm just trying to stay positive with all of it. Uh, yeah, if I don't plant, I'm sure I'll find some sort of gig doing something else. But um, I just like the lifestyle. I like, yeah, the whole, all of it. I like all of it. <laughs> I'm really curious how your parents feel about you going tree planting. Um, I know my mom is excited. Well, I think she's excited. Pretty sure she's excited. She's always kind of like planted, sorry, not to make a good pun, but she's always planted the seeds that, um, <laughs> in me, you know, growing up that like, imagine me, that, oh, you could be tree planting, you know, come out to the block with me, come, you know, um, I never wanted to before until my gap year when I was, my whole kind of priorities shifted, but um, I'm pretty sure she's excited for me. She does some surveying in her time off anyway. So, um, she's always out on the block with surveying and, um, yeah, she loves tree planting. She did it for, to put herself through university a couple of times and she loves everything to do with forestry. So pretty sure she's pretty happy that I'm keeping with the family trend. <laughs> um, I'm sure my father is excited. I don't know. Um, my stepdad seems pretty stoked that I'm taken after the family. Um, I don't know if it counts. It's not really a career for anyone in my family, but it was definitely a significant point in my parents' um, professional lives, I want to say. You know, like it's not something that they did solely. They always forester or um like my mom's a psychiatric nurse now but it was definitely a significant point in their lives and I'm pretty sure they're pretty happy that I'm following in the footsteps all right so just to finish up here um as a rookie what would you say to other rookies who are also starting this year um I would say to be prepared with like there's not a whole lot you can be prepared for because tree planting is such a brand new environment. But um, like with what I experienced last year, the biggest part was just being you're out all alone on a piece. And then the next planter is, you know, somewhere between five hundred meters to 500 meters away from you. And your foreman checks in on you every once in a while, but you are out there alone. Um, so, I would say just be prepared mentally. That was my biggest struggle. And um, obviously be prepared physically, get yourself in shape, stay in shape, treat your body with kindness, be healthy. But um, the mental game is just a whole, whole other piece of it that if you're not prepared for it, if you're not ready to be out there with just your thoughts, <laughs> then um, it's going to be tough. So, you know, like this past year, I've done some journaling, um, just taking time to really organize, like, what I'm thinking about, how it's affecting me. And it has been pretty helpful with organizing my 
mental, um, uh, I don't really know, just my mental state. It's been helpful for sure. And I'm sure it'll be very helpful keeping a journal while I'm out there doing it. Well, not out on the block, but, you know, nights off and stuff. Um, yeah, that would be my biggest piece of advice is just get your mental state not in line, but, you know, have have some sort of um, be in touch with yourself, I guess. <laughs> That's the best way I could explain it. <laughs> just know what you're thinking, what you're feeling, and be able, just be prepared to to deal with it, to have to take the reins every once in a while and not let it, let it get away from itself, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, awesome. Well, thank you, Fair, for, uh, you know, telling us a little more about you and, and how you're getting ready for the season. And, of course, the next episode, um, when we check in, is going to be on your first day off. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to start this project. Yeah. I think it's an awesome idea. I think it's an awesome resource even for rookies. I'm sure I could have aided up if I was a rookie heading into the season. All right. Well, yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, everything goes well here with the ground thawing and the coronavirus um, being contained and, uh, you know, Yeah, and our industry, you know, certainly taking proactive measures to keep everybody safe, which I'm stoked about. So, yeah, fingers crossed that in about a month's time we'll be uh, we'll be out there and um, and yeah, we'll be releasing um, another episode. Uh, so this one will be coming out, you know, right before we head out, and then the next one will be yeah after uh, Fair's first shift. Awesome. All right. Well, we will talk to you soon yeah thank you soon thank you for having me all right bye bye